The title of my message today, is, and I kind of changed it, Terry. Imagine that. I didn't tell you. <laughs> God is my protector. Instead of God's protection, um, is, which is a title, I made it uh, God is my protector. And we're reading Psalm 91. Uh, this is, oh, this, my, Rhonda said this is my mom's favorite. So um, it is one that we could read all the time. And hopefully as we go through this today, we'll have an re- understanding as to why uh, it is so important to us. Um, I'll read it through, and then we'll go through verse by verse. Psalm 91.1. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will save the Lord. He is my refuge and my fortress. My God, in him will I trust. Surely he shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. He shall cover thee with his feathers, and under his wings shalt thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flieth by day, nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor for the destruction that wasteth at noonday. A thousand shall fall at thy side, and ten thousand at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. Only with thine eyes shall you behold and see the reward of the wicked. Because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the most high, thy habitation, there shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. They shall bear thee up in their hands, lest you dash your foot against a stone. Thou shalt tread upon the lion and the adder, The young lion and the dragon shall thou trample underfoot. Because he has set his love upon me, therefore will I deliver him. I will set him on high, because he hath known my name. He shall call upon me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. This psalm is one that... um, speaks of God's protection, and also can, as we read it and reread it and put it as one of our favorites, uh, to turn to it as our, maybe one of our go-to scriptures that we would read, the safety of abiding in God's presence is what is portrayed here, and we know that God doesn't promise us that we will be free from all danger, but he does promise us that he will help whenever we face danger. So this psalm is a very special one. It describes God's ongoing sovereign protection of his people. His ongoing sovereign protection of his people from ever-present dangers and terrors that surround or come with humanity. Although the original setting may have been of an army going out to battle, um, the, and, and, but most of the terrors mentioned here in this psalm are not left are left undefined. So they're not really defined as to what exactly they are, but the thought behind that is is probably intentional so that there is no danger that is omitted. You know, whenever, uh, whenever God says in the Ten Commandments, why didn't God give us a list of all the things we can do? <laughs> no, he gave us a list of things we should not do. You know, and, and it was simpler that way. Don't do this and, you know, But then he broke it down to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. 
So we come, we've brought the Ten Commandments of not doing down to two of what we can do. And we know that the commandments were given to protect us. <laughs> the commandments of God were given to protect and provide. So as we read this psalm, Psalm 1, excuse me, Psalm 91, verse 1, He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress. My God, in him will I trust. The secret place of the Most High. Always when God talks about a secret, it's something to be revealed. It isn't that God has hid something and you have to try and find it. It is something that it's not obvious, as it were, to everyone, but to those who seek, find. And so the shelter of the Most High is a very real place. And it's seeking a place of comfort and rest, free from all dangers, and a secret place found by those who hunger and thirst after righteousness. I thought of Psalm 42 where it says, As a deer panteth after the water brook, so my soul pants after you, O God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. So this is the, perhaps the attitude of the psalmist as he is talking about there is this secret place. And that say that when we look for this, whenever we pray, whenever we read the scriptures, when we meditate on our Lord and Savior, when we are faced with difficulties, we are called upon to look for that secret place. You know, again, it's not something hidden someplace else. It's that which is very real and in our own hearts and minds. Psalm 37, excuse me, Psalm 32, 7. Thou art my hiding place. Secret place? God is my hiding place. Thou shalt preserve me from trouble. Thou shalt compass me about with songs of deliverance. So whenever we start reading the psalm, and you know, it's one of those that, you know, we want to spend some time looking at it. We want to spend some time reading it and thinking about what the psalmist is telling us. And, and then he says, The secret place, he that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High. <laughs> the emphasis is, there is no threat that can overpower him. He is the Most High God. There is none greater than he. And uh, the picture, shadow of the Almighty that I will dwell in the shadow of the Almighty. Whenever you live in an arid country in which the sun can be devastating, a shadow, something to get out of the sun, is a very great place of comfort. And so he's saying that you shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. In a land here where this is, the sun is hot, you know, I remember getting out of the bus in... Um, down by the Dead Sea, or Jericho, and it was like, it was about 110, and it was, it was like, you, you could hardly stand out in the sun, and you know, they wanted to take us for a tour around, around the, the ruins, and it's like, I'm going back to the bus, <laughs> it's, it's just too hot, and so those who, we were looking for shade, so he that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty, then verse uh, two, I will say of the Lord, I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God, in him will I trust. And notice that in this verse, he's saying, I will say of the Lord. What we, have, we have to talk, you know, do you talk to yourself? 
I won't look at the one I'm talking about. But uh, <laughs> do you talk to yourself? And, and, and what do you say? <laughs> what do you say? What do you talk about? You know, well, in this case, I will say of the Lord, I, in this case, I, the psalmist, will declare that I will, ta- I will, I will take this declaration to myself. I will say of the Lord that I will say that he abides with me. I will say that in him I will trust. (laughs) I will say of Jehovah, he is my refuge and fortress. I will address him as my refuge, and I will address him as the place where I can go to be safe and secure. I will say of the Lord, who is he to me? I will say that he is my hiding place. He is my savior. He is my strength. He is my shelter. He is my redeemer. I am my safe haven. You see, what will I say of the Lord? Then verse 3. Surely he shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. He himself, God himself will rescue me. The Lord will keep me safe from the secret traps. (laughs) Surely he shall deliver you. He himself will rescue me from the snare of the fowler. Do you know what a fowler is? A fowler is a person who traps birds. (laughs) And so they would set out the nets and the traps for birds. And here represents any plot, any plot that would be against the believer intended to endanger them or to harm them. God will, what does he do? What will he do? He will rescue us from the snare of the fowler. Um, all purpose, all purposes set by wicked people to snare the believer will be thwarted. They will be, <laughs> their, their nets will have holes in. <laughs> so, in verse 3, he shall deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. You know, We've had a noisome pestilence. <laughs> we called it COVID. <laughs> and the pestilence is that which spreads disease or spreads death. And uh, we, we, we know that, uh, well, excuse me here, that the, the, the promise is not to be understood that, not every, that everyone will be protected because, you know, we know that it doesn't work that way. It'd be nice if we could say, well, you know, everybody who believes and, re- and recites this psalm, you'll never get sick. <laughs> well, we, I had two minister friends uh, die from COVID. But I also want to tell us about uh, Michelle, who is a young girl who grew up in the church. And she was five months in the hospital, uh, four months on a ventilator. And she sent a, a text out yesterday that spoke about how that her pulmonologist uh, was showing her all of the x-rays and comparing her uh, from where she had been to where she's at now. And the doctor told her, it's nothing short of a miracle that you're still alive. So we find that we don't understand why things happen the way they do, but we do know that God is a miracle-working God. And so he shall deliver you from the noisome pestilence. So whether we live or die, we belong to God. So we might as well live and thank God while we have breath to say it. Amen? (laughs) Verse 4. He shall cover thee with his feathers and under his wings. 
The main idea here is that of protection. He shall cover you with his, his protection. He will guard you. He will, he will develop you. That's an odd term to put under, the, under his feathers. It will, he will develop. It's a, a positive change. He will bring about a creative spirit, physical, spiritual, economical, mental, uh, the whole works, that God is one who is protecting us under his feathers. He will hold us. Now, there are two different ways that the, the feathers are mentioned in scriptures. One is we are, he, he will lift us up on, on the wings, and then in this case, we are under the wings. So, one, they are entirely two different notions. One has the account of lifting us up, and the other has the connotation of covering. And I thought of the uh, story of the uh, forest fire, the, the, the firefighters. They were going through the, the woods, and they were, you know, putting out the hot spots. And as they were going through the, the woods, they saw this odd-looking, almost like a triangle or a, uh, you know, what is it, an upside-down funnel, <laughs> one way to look at it. And while they were there, they thought it odd, and whenever they went over and knocked it over, all these little chicks came running out. It was a, it was a grouse and a bird that had its, all of its chicks underneath its wings, and it stayed there and was burnt, killed in the fire, but it kept and it protected all of its chicks under its wings. And so we find that, that God, when he says he will take care of us, and that he will, under his wings, he will take us and cover us, and that's what this psalmist is saying here. Uh, he shall cover thee with his feathers and under his wings shalt thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. His truth shall be your shield and your protection. So his truth you know, understanding the truths of the scripture. It's, you know, um, sometimes in, in the ministry that I had at the hospital, um, I spent a lot of time trying to help people get over the false ideas that had been presented to them uh, and, and that were destroying them. And uh, it, was, it was very difficult at times. And they were ha hanging on to what they thought were truths, and in reality, they were not truths. They were very destructive in their outcomes. But he says in the scripture, the truth of God's word, it will be your shield, uh, and it will be your protection, your buckler. You know, in the Roman Empire, the Roman soldiers, they had shields that were pretty large, and that they would actually be able to crouch down behind them, and then the people who were behind them, the soldiers behind them, they would put their shield on top, and it was almost like a turtle. <laughs> and that the arrows that the enemy would, would shoot into them wouldn't get, wouldn't get to the soldiers because their shields would protect them. And then whenever they were in battle, the Roman soldier's sword was short. You know, sometimes we think of the Europeans and they have those big long swords and they're swinging them around and stuff. Well, the Romans had short swords because it was the jabbing, not the wielding. And so behind their shield, they would jab and kill. And the enemy was always at a disadvantage. 
And so we find that whenever we were covered with his feathers and under his wings shalt thou trust, his truth, his truth, his truth, I will never leave you nor forsake you. I'm the same yesterday, today, and forever. There is nothing that God cannot do. There is no place that he cannot be. These truths are what anchor us. They're a shield, and they are our protector. We trust him. It's a firm belief in the reliability, the truthfulness, and the ability of the strength of God. Under his wings, we take refuge. God's refuge is his truth, which will be his faithfulness never to leave you or dishonor you. Verse 5. Thou shalt not be afraid of the terror by night, nor the arrow that flieth by day, nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor for the destruction that wasteth at noonday. You know, there's a movie I like to watch, and it's called um, The Kingdom of Heaven. And it's about the city of Jerusalem, and it's not a, it's not a biblical thing, you know. <laughs> but um, anyhow, there's a part in there, and they're defending Jerusalem from uh, the Arabs and so on. But um, if you're watching it, there's all these arrows, you know, they, they, in the picture. They're showing all these arrows flying into the city. And it reminded me of this, of this verse you shall not be afraid of the terror by night, nor the arrow that flieth by day. You know, they would pull back on their arrows, their bows, and they would let them fly. And it was like, the arrow that flieth by day, where's it coming from? I don't know, but God will protect you. <laughs> your shield doesn't mean you stand out there, okay. <laughs> no, your shield, the truth of God, will protect you. He said, the psalmist in, the, in the, uh, another version says, you will have nothing to fear at night. And no need to be afraid of the enemy's arrows during the day. You will have no fear of disease that come in the dark or terrible suffering that comes at noon. You see, neither sudden assault of the enemies nor the attacks that shall seemingly overpower. Proverbs Proverbs 3 says, When you lie down, you will not be afraid. When you lie down, your sleep will be sweet. Do not be afraid of sudden fear, nor of the onslaught of the wicked when it comes. For the Lord will be your confidence and will keep your foot from being caught. You see, do not be afraid of sudden fear. Why? Because God is with you. You will have no fear of diseases, verse 6, that come in the dark or terrible sufferings that come at noon. The implication is that whenever or whatever form these difficulties come, midday or at midnight, whether in the form of pestilence, war, or famine, he who trusts in God need not, will not be afraid. He will know that he will be preserved from its ravages, or that if he is cut off, he has nothing to fear. We are nothing to fear from the ravages of the war or from the uh, being cut off or, or dying in the battle. He is a friend of God and he has hope of a better life. I am God's and nothing can take me from the hand of God. 
verse 7. You see why this is an important psalm? <laughs> now, if we read over it and you kind of mark in your, you know, if you don't have a Bible, you can write in and get one. <laughs> you know, write in, uh, write in the little margins and stuff. Because this one, a thousand shall fire, fall at thy side and ten thousand at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. Think about that. It's like, well, you know, I remember reading the psalm years ago, and it's like, okay, that'd be pretty, you know, I don't know how that would ever happen. You have all these people dying around you, and it's never going to come near you. Well, it reminds us of Exodus when it says, For I will pass through the land of Egypt this night, and will smite all the firstborn of the land of Egypt, both men and beast, and against all the gods of Egypt, I will execute judgment. The blood will be a sign for you on the house um, where you are. And when I see the blood, I will pass over you. So here in Egypt, they would have seen this understanding that 10,000, a thousand shall fall, um, excuse me, a thousand shall fall at thy side and 10,000 at thy right hand, but it will not come nigh thy dwelling. That was here, in, that could have been here in Egypt with the um, angel of death passing over the homes that had the blood of the lamb upon their doorposts. Verse 8. Only with your eye shall you behold and see the reward of the wicked. <laughs> you, we will, you will feel the assurance of the divine protection. You will feel the assurance that God is with me. What do I have to be afraid of? God is for me, not against me. So God is the one who protects and keeps the shield and buckler protector. Only with thine eyes, that is all that, you will, that will occur to you. Only with your eyes you will see the reward of the wicked. See, we won't participate in the, in the judgment that goes with the wicked. Only with our eyes we will see it and we will thank God that we're not one of those. Verse 9. Because you have made the Lord which is my refuge, even the most high thy habitation or thy dwelling. Surely you, O God, are my refuge. You are my peace. You are my place of dwelling. Um, it's, a, it's a point of personal faith. Um, it's the expression that I will say of the Lord. He is my habitation. There is an answer, a promise of continual blessing. So whenever we are dwelling in this secret place, we are finding a place, a hiding place, my shelter from the storms and from the um, perilous times or persecution. There, verse 10, there no evil shall befall you, neither shall a plague come nigh thy dwelling or near your home. In our Sunday school lesson this morning, it talked about, we didn't, didn't really bring it up, but it talked about Corey Ten Boone in the hiding place and how that she and her family um, took care of or would hide Jewish people from the Nazis, from the Germans, and how that, you know, all the, the difficulties that they went through and her, 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 she herself ended up in a concentration camp. And it, it was... It was and she, the, the title of the book is The Hiding Place. You know, it's 
I think whenever I was a child, I child when I was much, much younger, <laughs> um, I saw her or heard her on television speak. But um, she had, she, she had, well, if I have the story straight, she was in a concentration camp. And she was in, all of her family was there. And all of her family ended up being in the gas chambers and died. But there was a mix-up, and, uh, and they came to her and told her she was free to go. And out of all that barracks and the, all that group, she was the only one to live. And it was all because of some mix-up. <laughs> and she would talk about how that God was her hiding place. Even though she had risked her life, their family risked their life to take care of, uh, of Jews that were fleeing from the uh, Nazi regime, she lived to be able to tell her story and to let the world know about what happened there uh, in, in her family. So she, she probably knew this psalm very well. There shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling by, near thy home. No, cl- no plague, Psalm 121.7. The Lord shall preserve you from all evil. He shall preserve your soul and shall keep your soul. See, it isn't that we are going to live in a bubble. It's that God is going to keep us and preserve us no matter what we face. And that in the face of danger, God is going to take care of us. If in the face of difficulties, God is going to provide for us. For he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. They shall bear thee up in their hands, lest thou dash thy foot against the stone. (laughs) This is the scripture that Satan (laughs) used um, against Jesus in the temptation. He said it is written that, you know, uh, unless you dash your foot against the stone. So he wanted him to jump off the, the, the mountain, jump off the pinnacle uh, of the temple. And you, the angels will pick you up. <laughs> well, he took and twisted the meaning. And, and he was taking the passage about trusting and turned it into testing. And Jesus says, don't tempt God. You see, his angels are charge over us. One translation here says, which denotes that um, are not the angels ministering spirits sent out by God to serve, to accompany, and protect those who will inherit salvation? <laughs> the angel of the Lord. Verse 13. Thou shalt tread upon the lion and the adder, the young lion and the dragon, or serpent, shalt thou trample underfoot. <laughs> the one translation has it that as you're walking down the path, you will kick the snake and the, and the lion off the path. <laughs> that you won't have no fear. That God will be with you and that these, these are taken care of. And in the, in the new Jerusalem, in the, in the new kingdom, the everlasting kingdom, the lion will lay down with the lamb. So we find that God is taking care of us. And no matter what we find our place in, God is there to take care of us. And we will be able to walk down the path and kick the snake off the path. Amen. So, <laughs> then verse 14. This is, I, I like this one here. I like them all, but this was important. Because he hath set his love upon me. Now, this is God who is speaking here. God is saying, because you have set your love upon me, 
Therefore will I deliver him, deliver you. I will set him on high because he hath known my name. You know his name. Now for us, you know, it's like God, Jesus, you know, you know, those types of things. But in the Old Testament, there were Abba, which meant Father, Yahweh, the Lord our God, Elohim, Father God, Adonai, Jehovah, the Lord our Sovereign, El Elyon, the Lord Most High, Adonai, the Lord and Master, Jehovah Raha, the Lord my Shepherd. Thou hast known the name of God, God my Provider, God my Savior, God my Keeper. <laughs> and you see, Jehovah Rapha, the Lord that heals. You've known his name. So whenever we're sick, we know the name of God. He is Jehovah Rapha. He is the Lord who heals all of our diseases. Jehovah Jireh, the Lord will provide. So whenever we have a necessity, we know the name of the Lord. He is the Lord who will provide. Jehovah Shalom, the Lord is my peace. <laughs> because he hath known my name. In verse 15, he will call upon me. This is God speaking again speaking of us, that we will call upon him and he will answer. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him from, and honor him. With long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. Now, salvation is make him experience what salvation is. That the meaning of salvation is resurrected life that we will know what it means to be a child of God. It will be a resurrected life. And we find that we have God's own voice coming in to confirm and expand the promises God is making with us. So why is God our protector? Will we call upon him and God will answer? The words of the psalm cover the whole range of human life and needs and are regarded as a picture of the certain and blessed consequences of keeping our hearts fixed upon him, that our hearts are fixed upon Jehovah. And as we read this psalm again, I want us to perhaps pay a little attention to the words again, and maybe what we've said. So Psalm 91.1, He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High, shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Shadow. I will save the Lord. He is my refuge and my fortress. My God, in him I will trust. Sur surely he shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler. The guy who catches birds. <laughs> God will deliver you from those snares. And from the pestilence, the diseases. He shall cover thee with his feathers, and under his wings shalt thou trust his truth shall be thy shield and thy protection. Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flieth by day. The pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor for the destruction that wasteth at noonday. A thousand shall fall at thy side, and ten thousand at thy right hand, but it will not come nigh thy dwelling. Only with thine eyes shalt thou behold and see the reward of the wicked. 
Because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the most high, thy habitation. There shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over thee, to keep thee in all thy ways. They shall bear thee up in their hands, lest thou dash thy foot against a stone. The one didn't expand on, but the angel will keep you from tripping over the rock. <laughs> Not catch, tripping on the rock and falling down. The angel will keep you from tripping on the rock, lest you fall against a stone. Thou shalt tread upon the lion and the adder. You're going to kick him off the path. Because he has set his love upon me, we have set our love upon God. Therefore, God says, I will deliver you. I will set you on high because you know my name. You know who I am. He shall call upon me, us, will call upon God, and God will answer. I will be with them in trouble. I will deliver him, and I will honor him. I will lift him up. And this is God speaking. With long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. I will show him a resurrected life. With long life, not only in this world, but in the world to come. God is my protector. Amen? Psalm 91. Father, thank you for your word that is a light to our path and a strength to our hearts. And God, for how that you speak to us through your word. Continue to honor your word and speak to us that we may understand and know the protection and growth and development that you have for us. Bless this word to our hearts and minds and we may, may we recognize you as that divine protector of our life. Amen. Amen. God bless you.